Hey friends, this is the Finding Mikey podcast, our family's quest to prepare our son Mikey for life. I'm Mike, and from time to time I'll be joined by my wife Heather or other family members and others for interviews and conversations. Now, while I may mention our son, you have a Mikey of your own, and together we're on a journey to learn as much as we can so that we can understand how to best communicate and guide our kiddos into independent adulthood. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> so, so that is Mikey every single time we go to Rudy's, right? And we've got a video up on our Instagram feed. If you're on Instagram, just take a look at um, uh, search for Finding Mikey podcast. It's there as well. But every single time we go there, and it's because there are Spanish-speaking, you know, workers back behind the counter, um, and he knows a song that's Spanish and English as well. So. Hola, como estas? So it's spread like a uh, a little virus to uh, to Joy now too. So she sings it all the time, and then Mikey <laughs> sings it too, and then Grace will chime in. And I'm like, oh my god, we need a metal version of it just to mix things up. So anyway, just a, a little glimpse, like literally every time we go. So a little bit of echolalia, a little or echolalia, echolalia, a little bit of that. Um, uh, definitely, you know, a pattern and. Uh, um, you know, kind of a schedule that Mikey has. Hey, I'm at Rudy's. I got to sing Ola, the Ola song to the, to the people that work. Right. And elicit a cute response. Um, so just some, a little peek into our life with our little Aspie or Mikey. So <laughs> anyway, we wanted to take, this is kind of part two to the first, where, where are we with Mikey with Heather and I'm joined by Heather. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to, catch you up a little bit from where we were because I think where we left last was um, Mikey was just diagnosed and then you take him to meet the teacher night and that didn't go well at all. No, No, it didn't. (laughs) Go ahead and talk about what happened at that night. Well, um, I walked him into the kindergarten room and the teacher was talking with other kids and other moms and stuff. And so I took him around the room, um, showed him the classroom and then showed him his desk. I had him find his desk because, um, I wanted him to look for his name. We call him Mikey. He went by Mikey at preschool, but on his kindergarten information, they had written Michael. And so I helped him out just a little bit, um, and he found, you know, he found all of his, uh, his, his desk and all that kind of stuff. And as I was walking him around, I can see him starting to get upset. And I was like, what's wrong, Mikey? And he, he said, mom, I don't see any toys. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is kindergarten, buddy. <laughs> A little bit different. Yeah. So, um, when it was my turn to talk to the teacher, I started, you know, you know, introducing Mikey and, and then we, um, we were trying to have a conversation, but it was hard too, because, uh, Mikey was, um, you know, like running around the room, whole new will. environment, like he was, um, he's trying like to a, take it all in. He's like a dog in a new <laughs> house or a new environment, just sniffing and peeing everywhere. And, I mean, he didn't <laughs> pee everywhere, but you know what I mean? The dog's just yeah. like running frantic through the room trying to sort of, Hey, what's this? What's that? What's this? What that? So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's, I wasn't there, but I think that's, that's a good way to describe it. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, he was overseeing the classroom because it wasn't stimulating enough for him. So he was attempting to leave the classroom while I was in the middle of conversation with the teacher. And then I had to excuse myself and bring him back into the classroom. And then he started getting tense with me because, you know, he felt like he was in trouble. So I was having another conversation with the um, teacher about the placement of our EpiPen. 
And he went over to another child's desk and grabbed their Elmer's glue bottle and squeezed it really hard. And it started exploding all over his hands. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, like this is not the way that, you know, meet the teacher night was supposed to go. And so I, you know, I excused myself from my conversation with her and I walked over to him and I was like, Mikey, you can't do that. And then instantly he was like, oh, I must be in trouble. You know, I just exploded this glue. So I'm just going to run away again. He ran out of the classroom again. And so I excused myself from the teacher and I went and, you know, like, um, you know, got back control of Mikey. So, um, so anyway, we went over to the nurse's office because I needed to talk to the nurse about where we were, where we were going to place Mikey's EpiPen. And he already left the room anyway. Right? Yeah. And he had already left the room anyway. So I'm like, well, we'll just head to the nurse's office. So we were <laughs> at the nurse's office for no more than five seconds. And he goes and he turns on the water faucet. Um, in the nurse's office and he put his hand up to the spout where the water comes out and when he pressed his hand up there water just sprayed all over the nurse's office all over the counter so now there was no more discussion with the nurse it was like okay grab a bunch of paper towels and clean it up so of course I'm trying to look like the mom that you know makes her kid do clean up the mess that you made and having Mikey clean it up on his own because he had make the, made the mess but the mess was so big that I like was looking around for a mop <laughs> and I knew it was just way too much to expect Mikey to clean it up on his own so I started grabbing paper towels and helping him and after that <laughs> I went back to the <laughs> teacher's room to you know let her know what you know we had decided with the nurse about the EpiPen and at that point I kind of got a little emotional with the teacher <laughs> and I told her I'm like you know what I'm like my son was we just got back from a doctor's office where you know he he was diagnosed with a with a high functioning autism and um or it's going to be a couple of days to process this, you know? Yeah. So I'm sorry, you know, he's having some behavior problems right now. And she was so compassionate. She was like, just let me know, you know, like keep me posted. I'm here to help you with it, whatever you guys need. Um, and it was just really, really nice. And so I just, I told her I would put together an email for her that would just let her know about Mikey and how he was ex- able to be successful in preschool so that hopefully some of those things could be used in his kindergarten classroom to help him be successful in kindergarten. And so she was like, yeah, that's great. You know, send me the email. And I wrote it up and it was like two pages long. A mile long? A mile long? (laughs) Yeah, it was like two pages long and it covered all different areas from discipline to safety to, you know, his sensory sensitivities and you know, and then the funny stuff that he does, the cute stuff that he does too. You had a good long section there too on like, okay, so I've highlighted all the things that could be an issue, but here are some things that where Mikey really shines too, right? right. You know, he loves to, he loves to, you know, help with the routine. He likes to do this things. He likes to do mm-hmm. that thing. He's a very big helper, like all those other, other bits. So the, I think you gave a really good, well-rounded, you know, kind of preview of Mikey. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And, and she responded to the email and said, you know, thank you for taking the time to, you know, give us all this good information. So yeah, that's how meet the teacher night went. Yeah, it was, it was pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty rough. I mean, granted too. I mean, it was 7 PM. No, no, six, it was five 30. Okay. 30 I mean, or six. So really Mikey, his bio rhythm is one where it's like about four 30 to like, I'd say six. Mm hmm. He's a nut job. Yeah, um, he's pretty tired. Yeah. He's pretty tired at that point because he's an early riser. He's up between 530 and 615 in the morning. And he doesn't take naps. 
No, like, no, no. He's isn't. never he's never taken naps since he was able to climb out of his crib at eighteen months old. She won't let me slip him any Dayquil or Nyquil. Oh, of course not, crazy <laughs> Robitussin, guy. Sleeping pills. Nope. Nothing. We've nope. Yeah, we have we've had a hard time keeping him. Well, he hasn't napped since maybe ever or like eighteen months, two years, maybe. Unless we took him for a nap drive, and that ended that ended around three. Yeah. The yeah. nap drives didn't work anymore around three. Yeah. So. Um, so that was a meet to teacher night. And, you know, so I think we got through that. It was pretty emotional for you, which made it pretty emotional for me here as well. And I thought, all right, well, that's isolated. It was end of the day. It was kind of tough. We'll see how school goes. And, um, you know, I remember walking in with him to kind of go into school and he's immediately greeted by, you know, it seemed like everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Four or five teachers are like hey Mikey what's going on and I was just sort of amazed that they all knew of Mikey already and I thought well all right it's probably because you know Grace has gone to school here already that kind of a thing well it wasn't really like the case it seemed that there were you know the first week or two of school that there are extra teachers that are around before they get assigned to um I don't know, assist in specific areas and some of them being children with special needs as well. So Mikey got a good bit of, um, I wouldn't say one-on-one attention, but he did get a lot of extra attention from other, um, other teachers there too. So, um, this first week was exciting for us and that, Hey, cool. He's in kindergarten and we're excited about that. And, um, I'm not going to say like all of a sudden, but it wasn't very short after uh, him starting school that uh, we started getting some bad, well, negative news, right? I mean, was it first day or day two or, I mean, what? Let's talk about, let's talk about, I mean, maybe we can condense it because I don't have the full timeline, but like it wasn't, maybe it wasn't the first day, maybe it was the second day, but it's like the first thing we kind of got on like, okay, had a, get, had a day with Mikey and here's what happened. You want to talk about like kind of that first little... <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that the um, the kindergarten teacher knew that we were anxious and um, bringing him to school and everything because of everything we were going through. And so the first day, um, she sent me an email and just said, hey, just want to let you know that Mikey's settled in and, and he's doing great and gave me like a thumbs up email. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for that. I really needed it. And the second day, instead of getting an email, I got a phone call. <laughs> And I, I had this, you know, this unidentified call, you know, coming up in my phone and I was driving. So I pulled over and, and it was her, she was calling me on her conference hour to let me know that the newness had already worn off on day two. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, basically, you know, he was just being overstimulated in the classroom anytime, you know, like he was, he was eloping, um, bolting, running away, whatever you want to call it. Um, from the classroom, from PE, from music, anywhere that he felt overstimulated or not interested in what was going on, he would just uh, run away. And at this time, you know, we didn't know why. That um, not even the teachers could tell us why. And so um, that was a, a big concern. I mean, it's very it's very unsafe for him to just take off like that. And then he was also being non-compliant when it came time to do table work and also needing a lot of redirection. Right. Which is typical. I mean, he does need a fair amount of redirection anyhow, but yeah, in, in school there, it was, yeah, it was a ton of redirection and even with a second helper. Right. Right. There right. was a ton of redirection and, you know, walking down the halls or waiting to go to the library or anything like this. I mean, just break out a line and go off and do this. I think all told in the couple of weeks that we had him there, he, 
I think he made a break toward, like he he started to break away and run and elope near the entrance exit twice, right? So, I mean, he could have literally like gotten out of school. And, you know, Mikey hasn't run away like this. He hasn't bolted, I don't know, since he was like three or four, maybe. I mean, we kind of nipped that in the bud when we lived around the corner, but um, he has done it before. And the only thing I kept thinking of and bringing up was that he, he isn't given, like we're not trans, he's not transitioning well to the next thing. The expectations aren't being set. And, you know, how do we, how do we, how do we do that? Like, we can't just drop him off at school and say, okay, listen, the law of the land is listen to your teacher. Right. Although week two, we did sort of focus and say, all right, here's what we're focusing on today is like, don't run away. Don't run out of class. Don't run. And we kind of had him thinking about that. And that was his measure of success for the day. Right. Each day that second week. So, but it started getting, um, started getting difficult because, you know, we were asking for the IEP and we started getting that process started. You know, we had a very long, you know, meeting with, um, I don't know the official title of the person because there's so many acronyms out there, but you know, we had a representative from the school that was, that was there to help us with the IEP process. And uh, we sat down with her and, Got that whole ball rolling. You know, meanwhile, Mikey's behavior wasn't improving. And, you know, he was being, you know, transported from time to time into kind of a chill out spot, a quiet down room, a sort of a sensory, you know, room, which, um, you know, when we first heard that, we're like, okay, we understand. And the second time we're like, all right, what is this? A little bit more about it. And then kind of the third time we're like, all right, we're, we're not really sure we're cool with this. You know, how do we, how do, you know, so we had a few conversations with the principal and, you know, I just want to state this, that th- there was never a point at which we felt unsupported. You know, we have a, we had a great school here, have a great school here. You know, I trust them completely with the safety and, you know, the interest of our children's learning and happiness the, the whole time. But, you know, we were just dealing with a serious challenge, right? And to compound it, you know, we were looking at 90 days or so before the IEP would be done. No, no, actually they were, um, it felt like forever to me. (laughs) No, I mean, it definitely feels like forever. Um, when you, you know, when you have a child that starts kindergarten and they're not doing well as a parent, it, 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 it's tough. Um, because you, you want your kids to be successful in kindergarten. They're in a new environment. And when you're, you're getting a behavior report home every day, that's letting you know, um, how your child's doing on these three different things that they're um, grading them on. And for Mikey, they picked three goals for him. Um, One was the redirection. The other one was the respecting of personal space of peers and and adults. And the third one was the, um, the running away of um, from different, you know, rooms that he would be in. And so um, every day, you know, there was a a lot of room for improvement. And as a parent, when you're getting those every day, three weeks can feel like three months. And so when we were getting the IEP process started, Mike and I were also looking into, um, you know, how to help kids that are on the autism spectrum and what do we need to do as parents? What, 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 what kind of help do these kids need? And we started learning about what ABA therapy was. And so I started contacting places in the area that had to do with ABA therapy to say, okay, well, our child's in school all day long. When are they supposed to get ABA therapy? And they were like, oh, okay, well, we can do like two or three hours after school. And you know what? When I pick up my son from school 
And even like when my daughter Grace went to kindergarten and I would pick her up from school, there's not much left of them. You know, they need to decompress. They need to play outside. You know, I can't, you know, send them to two or three hours of ABA therapy, you know, after he's been in kindergarten for seven hours a day. And when I started learning about all the benefits that kids can get from ABA therapy, you know, I started really, you know, talking to Mike and talking to therapists about, well, you know, what if he got this kind of therapy in the morning? Right. You know, oh, if he got that kind of therapy in the morning, then, you know, we could work with him on self-regulation skills. We could work with him on, you know, his social skills. We could work with him on, you know, non-compliance and, you know, how to get over that. Um, and, you know, just help him be a better citizen in the classroom, you know, going forward, like in future years. But I think it was pretty evident. So, well, I think it was pretty evident that we wanted ABA therapy, right? It yeah, was just a matter sure. of like, how do we fit it into the schedule, right? Exactly. And just, he's burnt out in the afternoon. So meltdowns are probably going to happen and it's going to be a little bit tougher for him. But we also saw, you know, the importance of, of kindergarten, right? You know, sure. He's going to, he's going to be able to develop some more things that he needs later in life, you know, like actual skills, like, you know, fine motor skills and interpersonal skills, fine motor skills and interpersonal skills and, you know, things that he's just going to learn in a community there. But we also, I think we're just, I think looking at it, we're just like, all right, why don't we do this in the morning somehow? You know, how can we do this? How can we do ABA therapy in the morning and then kindergarten in the afternoon? And we started looking, we started noticing that there were schools in our, in, in our school district that actually do integrated, they call it integrated learning, I guess, integrated classes where, you know, a part of the day is in sort of an ABA type of a setting. So we started exploring that too. And, mm-hmm. and that became a bit of a, I mean, we couldn't just flip a switch and go now. That was right, the thing. And, right. and that's where we kind of quickly got to that point. Um, you know, just because we were like, at least I was, I was saying, you know, maybe, maybe this just isn't the right environment, you know, and it's not that these people are bad by no means. Are they, they bad? These, you know, the public school system isn't at all. And I just kept equating it to maybe they're just not, equipped the way an ABA therapist would be to handle things the same way. Right. I get it. They've got 20 kids that they need to corral and keep moving in one direction. And, you know, having someone who's dysregulated could really throw things out of whack, especially if it's constant, not just like once a day or twice a day, but like once every 15 minutes or 10 minutes kind of a thing, it could be very, very hard and distracting. So I was looking for, I was looking for a quick fix, honestly. And, you know, so I think that's where, you know, our next step was, all right, well, we're trying to find ABA therapy for him. We're looking at schools where we can take him during the day. And you know what? We haven't, (laughs) we haven't approached this, but what, what does homeschooling look like? Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, we quickly came to the, all right, this is the way to be the best advocate for our child. We're going to homeschool him while we get him into ABA therapy and homeschool him while he's in ABA therapy with the ultimate goal of having him jump back in in first grade. Um, worst case, second grade. But, you know, you were telling me early on and even today, you know, that that um, there are a lot of studies that show that the earlier the intervention for therapy, the better the results are. And I mean, I could see it. I would have hated to see us flash forward another year of just struggling through kindergarten. And then what could that have done to Mikey's like self-esteem and personality and, you know, being brought to a cool down room or being, you know, 
having conversations regularly with us about his behavior. I mean, I, I know how that would affect him. I saw how having those conversations with Jordan affected Jordan. It closes him off after a certain amount of time. And it's like, I can, he can do no good. He feels worthless. He feels like, you know, people don't like him. He could start getting bullied. He could start lashing out physically. And those are things we just wanted to not happen at all. So, um, you know, fortunately we were, you know, I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but it seems like once the world, you know, like the, I don't know, the community around autism and parents with autistic children, once we, we were diagnosed and even a little bit before, it's like this community is way bigger than I ever thought it was. I know. I feel like every time I take the kids on a play date, I meet a parent that has a kid that's on the spectrum. I think you do every single time. I don't know. I mean, it's probably because, you know, like I'm talking about Mikey and just, you know, saying little things here and there and then they open up to me and I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, from anywhere from, from speech delays to eating problems to, you know, kids that got a high fever and then all of a sudden, you know, they get diagnosed with autism. I mean, I just hear stories like, all the time. Like I feel like every time I have a play date with someone, I meet someone in the group that has a child that's on the spectrum somehow. Yeah, so that's true. It's, well, it's just really interesting. So, so and with, with that being said there, I wouldn't say there are an abundance, but it's like, we didn't have to drive a hundred miles to find a place to go try to take Mikey for ABA therapy. Yeah. I think it was an absolute blessing. I mean, we started, you know, Googling, you know, ABA therapy centers and one of the couple of the centers that came up that, um, were in our city. Um, no, like actually in our city, yeah, like, in our city, in like Austin. I don't even have to, you know, you know, go on the freeway to get to this school. Right. We're not in a major metropolitan area. We're not in LA and you know, I mean, I would be shocked if you couldn't find, you know, five or, you know, five, 10, 15 within LA kind of a thing. Right. But it's like, I expected it to be a little bit hard to be like, well, maybe there's some stuff down in Houston or maybe there's something up in Dallas, but no, boom, just like two really close by within like 10 minutes. Right. Right. Which, which is awesome. I mean, you know how it is driving kids to school in the morning. I've got three kids. I'm going to be driving them to three different schools. And so now it's like when I go to do the the drop off and the pickup, if, you know, if everyone's schools are, you know, 10 minutes away, that really cuts down on the time that everyone's in the car. And would I have driven him to a school that was a half an hour away? Yes, Absolutely. I would have. Yeah. But it was just nice that I didn't have to um, make that decision. Right. So well, I, think what um, I'm, I think what I'm what I'm hoping is that no matter where you're listening to this, is that you can you can find the resources in your in your own backyard. You know, that, I mean, autism affects so many children. Um, it's affected, you know, a lot of adults as well that, that the resources are out there. And it's, I think once you start getting, you know, once you become a part of this community that you start peeling back the layers and realizing that there's a huge support group, like who knew that just by having play dates with other families whose children are autistic, like, I mean, that's a huge, like emotional and mental, you know, uplift for you. I know. And for me too, to just see, it's like, oh wow, Mikey's, you know, he's not the oddball. He's not an oddball. He mm-hmm. hasn't changed. He's just being Mikey. And some of this is age appropriate. And some of it is due to, you know, autism and Asperger's. But, you know, to put him in a group of people that are like him, it's just, it's, it, it makes me feel happy because we're not alone, you know, right. and, and he's not alone. Ultimately he's not alone. And, you know, these kids, we've seen some of these kids improve and we're, we're seeing Mikey improve as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's been pretty cool. So do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, the, the place where we've gotten him, 
into right now. We're day two. Right. We're we're actually day, very very <laughs> oh fresh. Oh my gosh! Day two. Yeah, he yep. he just today's uh, day two of the school that we have him in, and um, their goal the first week is to build a rapport with him, get to know him, show him what the all the you know incentives he has, um, all the fun that he has there at the school. So that way, when they start making demands of him, um, if he's non-compliant or if he's having, you know, tantrums, you know, they they have positive reinforcers that they can remind of uh, remind him of, you know, like when you do this, then you get to play with the train tracks or when you do this, then you get to go in that special room and go on a bounce house, you know, um, a bounce house at school. Yeah, right? they have that, a bounce house at the school. That makes Grace a little bit jealous. We'll talk about that. But uh-huh. um, yeah, it's, it's, so it's, yeah, it cool. just helps them build a relationship with him and get him positive um, experiences about going to the school. And so, you know, definitely, um, yesterday when we dropped him off, he was like, can you guys please leave? Yeah. And we were like, Oh, that's such a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. What are you leaving dad? I think he said twice, but you yeah. Know, to, and then when be... we picked him up yesterday, it was, um, it was hard to get him to leave because he kept wanting to show us all the stuff he had done that day. And it was, you know, taking him quite a while to, you know, unplug. So that's, an, that's another good sign. He was very, very excited and his siblings were there. So he was able to show his siblings what, what he had done at school. Right. Well, and what's neat about it too, is that there's, um, just seeing the people that he's working with and assigned to, um, you know, treat him with a firm response when necessary, but also, you know, allow him to, you know, be a certain way. Like for example, he started to kind of melt down and he was getting upset because we were trying to leave. And, you know, so he's starting to whine, cry, whine, cry, whatever you want to call it. Right. And, um, his therapist, she's like, she's like, okay, Mikey, what's, what's going on? Use your words. And he like immediately was like, I'm frustrated because I don't want to go and I want to show these things and I want to build more on the train. And then, you know, she'll reason with him uh, a little bit more. And then if he's, you know, like starting to walk his way out the door, she's following them there because she knows that he's going to turn around. And sure enough, he turns around to try to go back in and she's there to block him and firmly just say, no, Mikey, our, you know, we're moving out. We're heading out right now. And to just kind of take that to compare and contrast and not in a bad way, but just to be you know honest about it. Public school systems don't have the time to take that extra few minutes per interaction. You know, I mean, it's extra overhead. You know, I kind of I kind of get it right They're They're able to have a different pace you know, where he's, where he's receiving this therapy here as well. It's not, it's not that he's on a strict schedule, like, okay, we go to art now and then we go to lunch and then we go to this and we go to that, right? It's not on a particular timed schedule. I'll be at lunch is scheduled. There's just a little bit more sort of, I don't know, floaty time. And there's, there's time to help him work out the conflict and, you know, come up with his own reasons for, you know, doing the thing that he's supposed to do next. I guess, I don't know if I'm putting the right words around it, but it was really, it's really kind of neat to see a trained professional, you know, it's like a horse whisper, right? You know, Mm -hmm. you got this crazy horse, you're trying to put a a saddle on. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie or not, but anyway, there's a dude out there who is a horse whisperer who just has this uncanny ability to relate with horses. And some of them are, you know, maybe they were abused or whatever, but point is, is they actually, these horses actually have psychological problems and, He'll slowly work his way into the corral with them. And, and within a short amount of time, he's got a compliant, calm, docile horse that is just connected with him. And it's a lot like that with these people. They're Mikey whispers. I swear they are, you know, they, they're, they're definitely fun and they just, they have a way to, it's not, 
it's not magic. They're using the same words that we use. They're just putting them in a different order. You know, they're just like, mm-hmm. Mikey, this is actually how we're doing it. And this is what we're doing. And I mean, it's just, it's really cool. Like I said, it's kind of a neat thing to see when someone, you know, just sort of gets it and, and can get on their level and your child responds to it. And they, it's just awesome. That's all I got to say. Right. Right. And I can't wait to uh, get some of the parent training that they offer. That's going to be awesome. And we're going to be able to be trained by the, um, some of the ABA therapists that work with Mikey so that it's, we'll be able to get that kind of benefit and how we can learn to, you know, to talk to him and, um, correct him and guide him and things like that. So that. Right. Right. Well, we're fortunate enough, you know, the company that I work for has, you know, a very good insurance plan, uh, which is really, really good. So, um, we're able to, to leverage that thankfully. And, um, much like you, I'm excited. The parent training, I'm, you know, they can do some ABA therapy here at home too, which would be very, very interesting to see, you know, it's like, Hey, here's a day in the life of, you know, of us after school. And, you know, the backyard is what it is in the house is what it is. And here he is with his friends on the street and his brother and his sister. And, you know, um, it would be good to help Heather and I kind of level set on what's, what should be expected behavior. And, you know, maybe I'm being too much of a, you know, tyrant when it comes to like schedule or, you know, the amount of leash I, I give him, you know, maybe I should, he is six after all. I mean, it's not, it's not too much to expect him to be able to, you know, independently ride his bicycle, you know, six houses down to hang out with his buddy or eight, eight houses down the other way. Right. It's just because Mikey is Mikey, you know, I, I, I think that there needs to be a little bit more of a, a fence sometimes, but you know, I'm open to learning how to, how to deal with that. And I'm open to, you know, seeing how we can be the best, you know, communication. God, what am I trying to say? The best parents, as far as communicating with Mike, I mean, that's the biggest thing. It's just communicating with him, you know? Right. Right. So I'm excited for this. So it's, it's been kind of cool. Me he, too. <laughs> he didn't hug me today when I dropped him off at school. He did not hug me at all. He just was, he was marching on in with his therapist and uh, heading down the hallway, walking with her, by the way, not running ahead of her, not That's going good. off on his own thing. That's good. Uh, walking with her. And they said, well, what about dad? And he kind of looked back and sort of stutter stepped a little and he goes, bye dad. He didn't, I mean, he looked like he was thinking about coming back and hugging me, but he's like, uh, uh-uh, I got this gravity of other stuff pulling yeah. me away from you. Yeah. So it was really, really cool. Um, That's so, good. Cause he was, he was starting to get negative at, at school. So about going into school and, you know, the night before yeah, about night going, before. you know, back to the elementary school and things like that. And just trying to tuck him in at night and say some positive things and talk about school. And he's just like, no, mom, I just don't want to go. And, um, yeah, it, that was, you know, that was hard. I mean, it, it's hard for even, you know, with, with grace sometimes, but mm-hmm. With Mikey, it was, it was hard in a different way yeah. because I didn't really understand why his behaviors were what they were. And so it, it's hard, you know, for me to say, hey, just behave <laughs> um, or don't run out of the classroom. Like, I have no idea how much of that he can control. So it was just kind of hard. Yeah, it was tough. Like, we would drop him off. I would, you know, we'd go through the drop off line and... Sorry, every time I say drop off, I think about finding an email. Um, so we take him to the drop off. And, you know, <laughs> when, when Grace has a hard time going to school, she'll still get out of the car and she'll go to class. Like she'll walk in and go. Mikey, when he was having a tough time, he's like literally like shuffle stepping. It's like, 
half a foot. He wouldn't bring a foot up off the floor. He would just like bring a, a foot, like just kind of baby step his way. And it would take him forever. And two days in a row, I dropped him off. And then I circled back around so I could park in the little parking lot right by our drop off so I could get out and escort him in. Because he would inevitably not make the door before it got locked. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we'd have to go through the front. So um, it's good to see him. Uh, you know, want to go in and, and being in school. I just hope that continues, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So good. That's where we're at right there. We had um, a topic of um, kind of diet and health and supplements that we wanted to talk about, but we're, we're pushed up over a half an hour right now. We want to keep these, uh, these episodes long enough to be interesting and engaging, but short enough to not, uh, not, not take up your whole day. Hopefully just long enough for your commute to work or from work or whatever. So <laughs> anyhow, do you have any last thoughts you'd like to add? No, I mean, I mean, I guess just I'm just excited that this ABA program is finally getting started. Um, I was homeschooling him there for about six, six weeks, and and that was that was interesting um, and challenging, and um, I I enjoyed it a lot. It was it was it was interestingly rewarding, you know, just seeing him learn and seeing him practice when we were in different settings, or you know, reading a story to him and having him point out sight words to me that that I had taught him. That was it was really what, you know, rewarding in that aspect, but he was missing friends. He was missing, um, he even promised me that t- he would, he would have better behavior if yeah, I'd let him go, go back, yeah. let him go back to the elementary <laughs> school. And, um, I, well, and his answer I was, I miss my friends. Yeah. That's I miss my said. friends. Right. Yeah. And I would have done, you know, different, you know, social groups, you know, had I had the goal in mind of homeschooling being our, our new level of education. It's just that it does take a while sometimes to get into ABA programs because of the evaluations that they do, the insurance um, needs to do their part. And so that just, that process just took way longer than I was expecting it to. So, um, yeah, I'm just really excited that it's finally starting and I can't wait to see how they're able to help him and how they're able to help us. I do too, because we have, you have a friend whose daughter goes there, who Joy got to meet and hang out with yesterday, who I got to give a high five on the way out, you know, as I was leaving and she was coming in, um, you know, they've seen a lot of benefit. Um, I have friends who have their two children at the other, um, you know, facility that that's available, you know, to our community here, uh, within Round Rock also. And they've seen a great benefit also from their kids too. So, um, really really high hopes and 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 great expectations here as well so um i would still love to invite you guys all to to connect with us over over instagram or facebook where you know if you just search for finding mikey podcast on either one of those you're going to find us there as well um so that's a great way to to get together in contact or stay in touch with us here as well and see some of the goofy stuff our little monkey uh, does and and also the rest of the family here too um, also, it'd be great if you shared this podcast with other folks that, that you know are in the community that are just looking for, you know, just stories and, and thoughts and interviews of, of another family that that's in their similar position. Right. We get it. Um, uh, you know, our heart goes out to all of those who have, you know, this type of, of life now. It's not what we what we thought we would encounter when we started having children. But, you know, it's what we've been given and we, we love our kids to death. So let's you know, let's come together and be the best parents that we can for for all of our kids. So um, just share us here. Uh, We're on iTunes. You can find us on iTunes, just searching for the Finding Mikey podcast. And it'd be awesome if you'd leave us a review. Um, You can also email me, mike at findingmikey.com. 
If you have any suggestions for topics that you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to love to hear from you. Um, heck, I just gave you my email address. Let me, if you want to even talk, just you know, reach out. I'll be happy to chat. That does it for today. Uh, thank you guys for uh, for listening in again. Um, it's always fun. It's it's really a neat thing to to sit across the table with my wife, both of us with a mic in our face, and uh, you know, talking about this here. So we look forward to uh, recording our next episode. Take care.